Back in the day at WNEW, we discovered something called the hissing cockroach. We actually were able to get women to go into 55-gallon drums. We took over the Boyer bus, the Opie and Anthony show, and uh, Lewis Black was on there, and Jim Norton. The ratings were so crazy that the money was just pouring in. This is why, to this day, we're considered amazing. We took over Manhattan for the afternoon. We had a mass, I mean a massive audience. This is what we did on the radio. I am done with the BS and the false news. If I suck so bad, why, why was the company paying me millions of dollars? Companies don't just give you millions of dollars for nothing, you idiot. The guy got himself fired and then proceeds to blame me. You want to take your shots at me? Great, but take your shots at Jimmy and take your shots at Anthony because there's plenty there. See, then they go after your wife with, with stuff that's literally was never true. Did the Opie and Anthony show attract a certain kind of person? He is so obsessed with me. I didn't do anything bad to that guy. I called in sick on my last show with Jimmy because I didn't want to fucking see that, that piece of garbage. Some of these people are just pure evil. So a guy that would be uh, in studio with some of the great comedians of all time where he was way funnier than all of them, he blew all that off to go down this road that is just sickness. In the end, uh, there was a lot of evil around me, unfortunately. Hey, Opa, I'm counting how many shows you ruined. I'm barely in 05, and so far it's 244. I can't wait till 06. 06, you suck. All right, thanks, sir. I'll tell you this much. If I sucked so bad, why, why was a company paying me millions of dollars? Companies don't just give you millions of dollars for nothing, you idiot. The fact is you don't know how a radio show works. This is what the guy chooses to do. What time is it? 7.40 in the morning. This is what this guy chooses to do. <laughs> Jesus. He's counting how many shows I've ruined because I had to be the guy in charge and I had to make stupid calls. I had to stop conversations sometimes because a lot of times I, I had to just because we had to get to live reads or we had to get to a guest or we had to move on to the next subject. And a lot of times I did it because what was going on in front of me sucked. So it was a tough place to be in. But that guy is spending his uh, his days just focused on that. No one, no, it's funny. The, the people that like to point out all the stuff that I did that could have uh, possibly. And sure, I'm sure some of this stuff did ruin the opiate anthony uh, show why don't they do the stuff anthony did or jimmy did why because i'm all about being fair just just throw it all out there you want to take your shots at me great but take your shots at jimmy and take your shots at anthony because there's plenty there plenty and said that you were doing i don't care i don't i i, I literally stopped reading your comment i don't give a what Ant uh, says, he is so obsessed with me. I didn't do anything bad to that guy. I did basic, regular horse that happens when you're in a relationship with somebody for so long. Just basic crap. I will, I will cop to that. But to the point where he obsesses and tries to knock me down day after day, I didn't do nothing to that guy that deserved that crap. In the end, he blew up the Opie and Anthony show. In the end, he couldn't help it with his racist crap. He had to spew that garbage every single day, day in and day out. Behind the scenes, they weren't happy about it. Behind the scenes, they saw that our audience was uh, dwindling. 
and he just went all in, blew off all the stuff that was great about him. And that would be just a really funny guy that didn't take things too seriously. He blew all that off to do more and more racist garbage and gun talk. And then he couldn't help himself. He goes on a, a massive racist rant, and then the company fires him. Fires him. He blew up the Opie and Anthony show. Don't get that wrong ever. I pause and I'm catching up, but I always find it amazing that people still bring up Anthony after all these years. Yeah, the guy got himself fired about nine, maybe ten years ago, and then proceeds to blame me. And then all his dodo bird followers just go, yep, okay, all right. And the guy never took responsibility for any of it. Literally zero. And then instead of going, oh, wow, I'm really, uh, yeah, maybe this isn't a good road for me to go down. Because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm meaning Anthony, and the, you know, one of the funniest fucking people to ever do radio. And I'm funnier than most of the comedians that come on the radio show. So maybe this would be, maybe this would be a crossroads where I should blow off this dumb road I've been on for the last few years and go back to being a really funny, entertaining guy that takes the piss out of everything and makes it hilarious. But no, he said, no, I need to do more of this. He's a dumb, dumb, a literal dumb, dumb, because I know he still wants to be really famous and I know he, he still wants to make stupid money and it's waiting for him, but he can't help himself with the race crap. He literally can't help himself at this point. It's a sickness. So, so a guy that would be uh, in studio with some of the great comedians of all time where he was way funnier than all of them, he blew all that off to go down this road that is just sickness, literal sickness to continue doing that. Back in the day at WNEW, we discovered something called the hissing cockroach. And we did a lot of bits with the hissing cockroach. One of them was the uh, the staple bit, uh, the 55-gallon drum challenge, where we actually were able to get women to go into 55-gallon drums. We haven't talked about this in a while. This is what we did on the radio. This is why, to this day, we're considered amazing. Because as everyone else was doing, ooh, shock jock stuff, we were doing absolutely insane stuff. Just imagine, we had to get like... Um, I'm trying to remember how many contestants, five or six contestants. So we had to get five or six 55-gallon drums. We had to bring them into WNEW and, and the studio area. We had a giant area outside the, um, outside the uh, actual studio. We had a traveling group. They just showed up every day. It was crazy. So we're like, let's do this 55-gallon drum challenge. And, and I don't know. We, we never asked permission for anything. They would just come down and look at us and shake their heads because the ratings were so crazy that the money was just pouring in. They're like, just don't say anything. For a little time there, we actually, we actually, uh, we actually were, we were just left alone, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, we were just left alone because the money was just coming in. So uh, we got girls, we put them in the 55 gallon drums. And then guys would volunteer what they wanted to pour into the um, into the drums, and it would be all sorts of just disgusting, gross stuff that would just pour. As the show's going on, we would pour the next disgusting stuff, and we'd go down to Chinatown and find their scraps, and we'd find like like uh, uh, all sorts of live things we could throw in the fifty-five gallon drums. We we got away with this. 
think all sorts of bugs. And one of the bugs was the uh, the the hissing cockroach, which just would creep you out, man. I mean, a cockroach by itself, a regular New York City cockroach, will freak you out when you see them. I th- I get more freaked out by um, by New York City cockroaches than um, than rats, if you want to know the truth. And then somebody said, you got to check out these hissing cockroaches. And you touch them and they go, they make a a literal hissing sound. We would throw those in the drums and the girls would lose their effing minds. And then we would would throw in all sorts of other just slosh. And they had to stay in the, the drums and they would tap out. They're like, you know, we would make sure it got worse and worse until they tapped out. But the hissing cockroaches were were a big get. And all I'm saying about that is then you fast forward, I don't know, maybe a year later, <clears throat> and um and Fear Factor was using hissing cockroaches. Like I I mean, I that's why I'm not officially accusing Rogan. You know, if you're doing a show like Fear Factor, you certainly could find hissing cockroaches like we did. But it was I remember the time we even dis- discussed it a little bit because we didn't really know Joe Rogan. And we're like, that's weird. That Fear Factor show is like using hissing cockroaches. And our event, our 55-gallon drum challenge was mass, I mean, massively huge for the uh, for the time. So uh there you go. But I think the big thing on the 55-gallon drum challenge, someone found ugh, live effing eels that were about this big. And there were just little holes in the uh the 55-gallon drums. And that was the showstopper. When we knew we were running out of show and we needed a winner or at least a conclusion to our bit, we would, uh, we would put the, uh, the live eels through the tiny little holes and the, the sounds that were coming from the drums. Oh, my God. I might have a little of that action uh, in uh, storage. I got I to get my old uh, tape still from storage. Uh, maybe I could find that because some of the early days of WNEW, which those years were 98, 98 to around 2002, right? We got fired in 2002. So we made, uh, yeah, I think we made about four years there. Um, <clears throat> the early, uh, excuse me, the early years, some, a lot of that audio is not out there, unfortunately, on the internet. Oh my God. Well, now you know what I had to deal with for all those years. I'm not even going to read what you're writing on the big screen here. You know, he's uh, he absolutely lost his mind and, and threw away some incredible talent to obsess about all those dumb, dumb. They're not dumb. They're pretty intense stories. But he uh, obsessing about, uh, you know, the black, the black stuff in America when he was one of the funniest, if not the funniest guy. In all those years doing Opie and Anthony, he threw all that away. What an idiot. Opie, how come you didn't show up for your last show for Opie with Jim? Because of that, you lost your morning spot. Do you regret it? Jim and Sam probably would still be on afternoons today if not. That's the, the, more garbage. I already know. I already knew what was happening uh, with me over at Sirius XM, and I knew Jimmy had something to do with it, so I, I, I called in sick on my last show with Jimmy because I didn't want to fucking see that that piece of garbage. That's why. I already knew I already knew of all the changes and everything was going on, and I was supposed to be a good boy and play it out right to the end, and my last show with, uh, with Jimmy, 
Um, I was like, go screw. So I made up some stupid uh, excuse that the company couldn't, couldn't, uh, you know, hold me on. They couldn't question it. And, and that was it. That's how the opium and, and gym disaster ended. Cause I didn't want to see that, 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 that worm ever again. This is what sucks, Tony. Like for real, man, it's Sunday. Like I hate the people that think they know shit. They don't know shit. I already knew what was going on. The mutiny already occurred. Do you think God every day, Anthony, made you famous and rich? Yeah, I think. I, I yes, I do, uh, Nick. I thank God every day for that, dude. I, I'm I'm really for real. I am done with the BS and the false news. The fact is, I discovered Anthony. Anthony hates that. Anthony hates the fact that I discovered him, but that's the fact. What are you talking about? When I met Anthony, he didn't even have a car. His car was up on blocks with no wheels uh, in the front yard of a really shitty rental in the Huntington area. What are you talking about? I showed him an amazing life. He didn't show me an amazing life. I opened the door to him to an amazing, amazing career. I'm, I'm so done with people getting all this info wrong. I'm humble. I don't talk about what I've done for people in general, but enough already. Enough. Anthony was going nowhere fast. And I saw a guy with an incredible talent, incredible talent. And to be honest with you, I was like, wow, why isn't he doing anything with this? He was doing nothing. He was playing uh, with his brother in a band, and the, the band was successful locally, but they weren't going anywhere. And every once in a while, Anthony would pop on a radio show, but no one no one had the balls to say fuck it and, and hire him full time and take a chance. That's why I don't read YouTube comments, because it's all falsehoods and bullshit and misinformation. And was a tin knocker. Yeah, he was putting in AC units. Look, you know, he deserved the success he ended up getting, but no one was going to give him a fucking break. Nobody. He was already in his 30s when I met him. Why does Ant trash you for doing a podcast and YouTube and Facebook streams? I never got that because he doesn't want me to have any success. He's done everything he, he could possibly do since he blew up the Opie and Anthony show and got himself fired for a ridiculous rant that the company warned him about way before it all went down. So since he lost his livelihood, he's like, I'm going to do everything I can to fuck up his livelihood. He's a sick person. Uh, did your uncle suicide himself? Why, 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 why are we doing this? Are you a hater, bro? You think that's funny? That my, uh, my uncle died uh, very, very uh, early and young? And left uh, three kids behind. You th you think that's hilarious? What are you What are you getting at? Are you trying to be uh, what shocking? Are you trying to be a dick? Are you just a troll? Honestly, it was an incredibly tragic thing that happened in my family, and my aunt still isn't over it. Twenty years later, twenty yeah, about twenty years, maybe a little more. God, some of these people are really really pathetic. And then I. Uh, I wondered to myself, did the Opie and Anthony show, uh, you know, attract a certain kind of person? Yes, it did. It attracted pests. Man. So I guess I'm uh, definitely partly responsible. I guess I have to uh, take some responsibility in that. But some of these people are just pure evil. 
I don't think I ever wanted to be um, associated with pure evil. I always wanted to do a radio show that was definitely edgy and shocking and hopefully really, really funny. I didn't really want to, uh, you know, have evil around me. And I, I that, you know, in the end, I, there was a lot of evil around me, unfortunately. That's not true either. See, then they go after your wife with, with stuff that's literally was never true. Like, just terrible people. So this is obviously another person that I really pissed off today. Uh, that's, that's where it's pathetic. Like, it, you know, they're like, well, we're not really getting to him. So why don't we go after his kids and his, and his wife and come up with horrendous rumors about them? Which were proven completely wrong, but that don't matter. But you know, fake news is where it's at for these people. Fake news is where it's at. And then I just give you like just a dose of pure honesty, and it drives them nuts, and it, and it leads them right back toward the the all the lies and the made up crap about my uh, my family. It's it's a it's a pathetic world. Opie, respectfully, I know you would never normally go for this, but now it's different. Everyone is turning against Kumia. This is your time to strike. Please believe me. I I, I just want to go and do my own thing. That's all I wanted to do for years. If you've been paying attention, I went off and started doing my own thing, and I was leaving everybody. I mean everybody alone, and then they came at me for whatever reason. So then I was like, all right, I'll, I'll defend myself. Morning, Ope. Anything you miss about the O&A days from Australia? Um, not really, man. I'm, I'm at peace with the whole thing in general. And I, uh, you know, I think, I, think we, I think we did it. In the end, we just did it. Um, it sounds weird, but uh, at this point in my life, I'm, I'm way happier just doing this. We're not even talking to 100 people today. The number's a little low. I'm not going to lie to you. We're at uh, 88 people. We'll get over 100 between the YouTube and the Facebook. And um, this is my life right now. And I, I, I enjoy this immensely. The Boyer bus uh, was this thing where these girls would just, would just roll around in a bus. And I, 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 I believe they were, they were topless because it was like legal or something. And I forgot at this point what they were promoting. Um, but we took over the Voyeur bus, the Opie and Anthony show, and, uh, Lewis Black was on there and Jim Norton and, uh, and, uh, it was a spectacle and we're broadcasting live from the bus. Me and Anthony are back in the studio and we took over, I, I'm no joke. We took over Manhattan for the afternoon. I mean, there were, that was the first time we took over Manhattan for the afternoon, but, um, People were, we would announce like, all right, now it's going down Fifth Avenue and people would run out of their, um, their jobs. We had a mass, I mean, a massive audience. Like just to give you a little perspective, yesterday, yesterday, if yesterday was, I mean, I really got to like push it maybe seven, eight years ago, I, I would have had a real tough time live streaming in front of uh, Trump Tower because I would have got, I would have got bothered so much. And you know, time takes away Fame from everybody. So we would announce the buses going down Fifth Avenue. It's, it, the Voyeur bus, like they had giant windows. Like the whole top was just glass, think. Think like a tour bus. And they got they got stripper poles in there and music and a light show. 
and we would announce it's going down Fifth Avenue, everyone would run out of their their offices to check out the Voyeur bus. It was crazy. We were we were blocking traffic, and for whatever reason, they made up. I don't even know how they did it because there were barricades all over the place. The next thing you know, the the Voyeur bus was uh, on a road all by <laughs> all by themselves. <laughs> I don't I don't know how they did it, but they did. <laughs> And the, the road was shut down. You know how hard it is to shut down a road in Manhattan? They only do it for, like, presidents, basically. And, and it's just tooling down this road by itself. <clears throat> People are on the sidewalks because they're waiting for something else, and that would be Clinton's motorcade. And they're just pretty much clueless. Girls are topless. People are taking pictures. They're on the road by themselves. Next thing you know, they get, I don't know, a couple blocks up the road. And all hell breaks loose. The whole NYPD, it seemed like, stopped the bus. And it was, guys, this is the scary thing about the NYPD. You got the regular officers. <clears throat> and then you start then you start seeing an NYPD guys that look like they're from a Star Wars movie. They got shit on them. You're like, wow, that guy is important. And a whole bunch of those guys start piling out of vans and cars. And they were not having it because... We we made them look bad by accident, which sucks because we love the NYPD or or certainly back in the day. <clears throat> no, I love them to this day, but you know what I mean for the story. And they arrested, I mean, everybody. And we didn't get arrested because we were back at the station and we sat in our office for hours waiting for the guys to get out of jail. And Jim was in jail and uh, Louis Black and a few of the other guys. The girls. And at this point, Lois Black was a big fucking deal on Comedy Central and a really good friend of ours. He he was a guy that never blew us off. Um, he was a guy that, even though he was really, really famous, he was still doing whatever he could for our show. I'll never forget that about Lewis. And he finally comes through the door into our office, and I immediately, like, I just threw myself at his feet like, I am so sorry. He's a, he was a big deal. He still is a big deal. But he was, he was on Comedy Central and uh, getting, getting some really good airtime with his rants. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm like just pleading, please, please, please forgive me, you know, that type of thing. And he looks at me, and I'll never forget. He goes, are you kidding me? This is, this is great for my career. And he, you know. He played off that for the next uh, few years in the comedy clubs and whatnot, and he actually was not mad, even though he, he spent he spent uh, <clears throat> man, I don't know how many hours they spent. I feel like they might even have uh, uh, spent the night. I'm trying to remember. I think there might have been a point that we had to give up on them and go home for a little bit. I, I'm trying to remember the whole thing, but I, they weren't there just for a couple hours. Oh, I think what it was, I think it was a Friday. Okay, it's coming back to me. I think we were really worried that they would have to spend the whole weekend because it was a Friday. Yes. And they took him to the tombs, which is uh, legendary here in New York City. And then, um, and then I think they got out really, really late Friday night and they didn't have to spend the weekend. That, I think that's how the story goes. And Lewis came through that office and I'm begging for forgiveness. <laughs> and he was like, you kidding me? This is awesome. Where's Ann at? I literally have no idea. King Dylan. I haven't seen the guy in... Uh... I think we're up to 10 years, so I literally have no idea. 
I don't know what he does on a day-to-day basis. I, 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 I know very, very little about uh, Anthony at this point. I know you're trying to be a dick, but it gives me a good opportunity to, to, to say my same rap I've done a hundred times. I haven't seen the guy in uh, the last show we ever did at Series XM, and then he got fired that weekend, I think. I haven't seen him since. Literally haven't seen him since. I think that uh, I've lost track a while ago, but it's got to be close to 10 years at this point, right? Eight, nine, 10 years. And I don't know what he does on a, a day-to-day basis, and that makes me very, very happy. Very, very happy.